everyone, and welcome back in to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Pack your bags, because we are traveling the globe again today. We are going where we've not yet gone before, to the beautiful country of Germany. We're welcoming on our first German guest, the creator and performer, Stephanie Rumel, who has a wonderful show called Chansons, Piaf, Rel, and Me. And this show is playing February 16th through the 21st, not in Germany, but down in the land down under at the Town Hall in Adelaide, Australia. And then on February 23rd at the Lambert Estate in the Barossa Valley. That's February 23rd, remember. And you can get tickets and more information about the show by visiting chanson.show or stephanierumel.com. We are so excited to have our first German guest on the show to be having our first Adelaide Fringe Festival guest on our show, and most importantly, to be having this wonderful artist tell us about this incredible show. So with that, let us welcome on our guest today, Stephanie, welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you so much, Andrew, for inviting me and for introducing me so kindly. You also can get the tickets at the Adelaide Fringe. Yes. So. Yeah, I, that's another great place as well, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited about this wonderful show that you have, Chansons, P.F., Brel, and me. And I'm going to yes. apologize right out the gate because I don't speak French or German. Oh, you do really well. <laughs> I'm totally faking an accent. But when we were speaking before we started kind of in brief about your show, it sounds so fantastic. I'm so excited to learn more. So could we start by having you tell our listeners a little bit about what your show is and is about? Mais bien sûr, merci. <laughs> it's a musical cabaret about France. And you wonder how a German writes a show about France. Well, since my childhood, I've been in France. My parents loved that country. And so I met all the differences between the food and how the people interact and how you mingle with each other, the traditions, how the children play. I mean, I was a little child when I went there the first time. I sang Brother John with the children in the street, playing with them around. And I climbed actually Sycamore Dreams and I had a great time. And that's why I learned French. And that's why I go back there every single year. It's only two hours drive from my hometown and I love the south of France actually because it's warm and you have those blue skies and this beautiful, it's a very, very typical area where I go to the south of France. The Provence, have you ever been there? You have lavender around, then the sun-dried tomatoes and fruits and the food. Oh, I love it. So. I decided to write a show about it because I love this country. I love the people. I have many friends. I have many experiences. And at the same time, a theater saw me in a show and they said, Stephanie, we loved your chansons. Could you please create a show with only those songs? And I think for about 10, 15 years, people said, you have to write a show about France. And I thought, yeah, I will do that. But then I had the theater asking me to do it. I mean, that's that's amazing, right? And I had a premiere 2019 in Germany in a theater who asked me to do it. And then COVID came. Yeah, so I did perform it several times, even before COVID started. 
But it didn't stop me. I decided to reach out internationally. I was actually in New York in the theater makers group from Ken Davenport and I applied, I did readings and I was voted as best player and best musical with my chansons, with my own show. And, you know, so I was nominated for that and by the community and I won several awards with my songs. I just, yeah. Uh, some weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, I won six awards for chansons, uh, world music for lyrics, composing, songwriting, and I forgot one, best singer, second prize. So yeah, actually it was a very good decision to be asked to do this show. And I've been performing since for festivals, like I was invited to the Reykjavik Fringe in Iceland, where the volcano is right now, right active. And it was amazing. We even could walk there. And I was invited to a French in Finland. I performed in Edinburgh at the Edinburgh French. I did perform also for uh, events like in the Ballhaus Berlin, or I had the chance this year to be booked for the cruise ship. And this cruise ship went from Bremerhaven all the way to Greenland. And I saw the icebergs and I was singing about France. So this show really travels the world. And the show itself is a traveling about the world, right? You know, because I'm a traveler going to France, learn about the cultural differences. And by mirroring my own experiences, um, I think it's, it's just wisdom of life in some way which i share little ideas emotional songs of by the way everyone chansons chansons what does that mean these are songs which are actually describing stories describing moments of your own heart situations which are really important to tell so there are songs beautiful songs love that yes i i did you know so I'm very, very, very gracious that I had the chance to create the show, that I can sing many songs and can tell many, many stories about my own experiences and the audience. Yeah, they have been really, really lovely in getting back to me. And that's what it's all about when you do theater, right? Oh, amen. Amen. So well put. <laughs> well, I love the idea behind the show i love the show this itself and and we're steaming towards you making your way to the other side of the world to go to australia to take the show to the adelaide fringe festival so yeah. i'm curious to know what has it been like developing this piece over the years and in particular as you get ready for the adelaide fringe festival so for me it means that i just collect ideas and stories i write them down I listen, I mean, I've listened in some way for this specific show. I think I did research since my childhood because in the radio, whenever I was at festivals, at concerts in France, I did listen to the French music. So it's part of my musical history. <laughs> and it was rather hard for me. I was looking through all the music because that theater really wanted to have those French typical songs from Edith Piaf, from Jacques Brel. And they are so strong, you know, I had Charles Aznavour and then I had to sit down and decide what fits into the storyline. 
which songs are known, which work well for me myself, you know. And then I had to narrow it down because I can't do a four-hour show. <laughs> so I now uh, narrowed it down to a 60-minute up to 90 minutes show. It depends where I perform, whether we have a break in between. And so I, I try to have a broad variety about the songs and styles and history a little bit about France. And that's what I try to do. And then it's like a puzzle, you know. And for me, for some weeks, it's in my mind. And I think, okay, which song works for which story? And, and, and then one evening, I sat down and wrote it down. I wrote it all down. And then I worked with a mentor of mine. And we discussed it. And he said, yeah, it fits together, you know. So that's how it worked. And I try to refine text. I work with a theater community. I'm in a mastermind. We look through the texts. We looked whether everything is cultural, fitting to every country, you know, there are differences which might be different. So I reworked the texts. I reworked the order of the songs, the interpretation. So that's what I guess everybody does, but it's a beautiful process. And I work with pianists. I did recordings of the show, which actually helped me to get even deeper into the music because I really decided on the speed more intensively and the timing where I want to prolong a text. And so it becomes a very intensive work with the music and with the show, especially because I've played it so often. Fabulous. So my next question for you is, you know, with this wonderful, I'll say love letter to France, this beautiful, oh, I love that. beautiful, beautiful. stories you're telling. Is there a message or a thought that you're hoping the audiences take away from your show? Well, I had some press. I got four star reviews for the show. And one lady who wrote one, a beautiful article, a critique, wrote, uh, Chansons delivers a simple message, but moving message. It is through songs that we are finally able to understand each other. That's what the press wrote. But on the other hand, I could say that <laughs> I sing a song with the audience together. And I think this song has been translated in 120 different languages children sing it in the kindergarten, you know, which is a German term, travel the world too. And everybody sings the same song, maybe in their own mother tongue, but we all know the melody. And music unites us. It crosses borders without any, you know, there are so many things, things happening in this world, but it connects us. So I think if we look more deeply on how we are, and how people behave and what makes us really special, and we are curious about it, then people come out of the show and say they have goosebumps, they have tears in their eyes. I had a gentleman who got up, gave me standing ovations and said in front of everybody, after four miserable weeks, he finally can leave this theater with a smile. So these are the reactions I received from the people and I can read you a feedback from the Edinburgh Fringe. A lady wrote, this was such a beautifully unexpected pleasure. From the minute the lights went down, Stephanie Rommel created an atmosphere so moving, so nostalgic, 
and electric. We were all spellbound. Not many performers make me cry or smile through tears. I hate feeling like I am being manipulated. And no, I did not cry at a love story. But this show was exquisitely masterful and genuine. Go see it. Take some tissues. You didn't know you wanted to see a cabaret show? <laughs> you do. The best way to visit France is through these songs. Oh, lovely. Wow. Yes. Thank you very much, Barbara, for writing this. I don't know you. I don't know where you are. But you wrote it into the Edinburgh Fringe website and took the time to do that. That's so wonderful. I yeah. That makes me just so much more excited for this piece. And I, this is one of those moments I wish I just had a private plane that I could just hop on and go anywhere. Come, come. Because, you know, <laughs> I'll here. find a place to stay for you. <laughs> well, my final question for this first part of the interview is who do you hope have access to your show? Oh, well, at the Adelaide Fringe, you have the chance to connect with many people with colleagues which i did last year and i actually will see some this year again i would love to have some bookers agents mentors connectors to take some time take a coffee exchange their thoughts and i mean the show grows and it becomes stronger so inspirations are great i would love to perform i mean i'm going to, to do more cruise ships with my show but I also love to be in real nice cabaret venues, you know, I, places like 54 four below I love, you know, but all over the world could be in France and Germany, in Europe, in London. I'm fluent in English, French and German, and I can perform the show in those three languages, which opens up the world, you know, it could be in Montreal, it could be. So anyone who's listening right now, if you are searching for somebody who wants to book a show about cultural understanding something where people meet and see that there is more to us human beings than being superficial and you know if we just listen or observe each other then we understand each other in a deeper way and that's what i try to reach out for so the idea is please come back to me. I can do the show in English, French, and German. It could be a general consulate. It could be an Alliance Francaise. It could be Institut Francais. It could be the German connectors, German, French, English, French connections where you just feel home or anybody who wants to travel, who loves traveling, who loves to be curious about other countries without getting a jet lag. You know, you don't even have to travel there. You travel there for an hour. And yeah, I'm very open. Please come to me after the show or send me an email and I can forward you some of my performances and then we can talk about the show. I've done online shows and they worked actually well and I got four star reviews in the UK with my online, sh online show. So that's also very nice. And yeah. What could I wish for 2024 to keep on growing like this, playing in beautiful venues? I could imagine to, yeah, for corporations and to create a venue and atmosphere where we can make people just 
be kinder to each other and think about themselves in a deeper way. want to change things up now for the second part of our interview and let our listeners get to know you a little bit better. Pull the curtain back, if you will. And I'm excited to know more about you, starting with what or who inspires you? You know, what playwrights or composers or shows have inspired you in the past or just some of your favorites? Oh, wow. So if I start with my childhood, at age of, I think, 12, I was in the United States the first time and friends who were so kind. Thank you very much, Judith and all the other people there. You invited us to go to New York City and see cats. And I was so young and small and saw those cats moving right in front of me in the overture. I was spellbound, you know. Then they decided to see, show me the Les Miserables and I cried all the time. So I was fascinated by the dancers. Then with the music and the emotions of Les Mis, and I saw Patti Lapone in Anything Goes, which was so much fun and I loved tap dance. And this was like, the the strongest impression in musical theater I received. And I think it's one of the reasons that I became a musical theater actress. Other than that, I did love, I still do love Barbara Streisand. I love the way how she sings songs, how she connects it to deeper meaning and the subtleness and strongness and in my musical theater school, I had to play all, I have a little bit of the nose and face of Streisand. So <laughs> I had to sing funny girl up and down, <laughs> you know, so she actually was a strong part. I, I listened a lot to Liza Minnelli. So those strong stars and I did see them live. Actually, I did see Barbara Streisand in Berlin at the Waldbühne. And it was this beautiful summer night evening with sunsets and the songs and the atmosphere in the theater. Wow, that was amazing. I saw Liza several times. I, I mean, this expressiveness. One time I was really sitting nearly like next to her and this energy of performers who stand on the stage, grab the audience, make them smile, make them laugh, make them interact. That's something which really like draws me in. And I even saw in Frankfurt, Germany, I saw Shirley MacLaine and she was amazing with her one woman show. Oh my God. So those personality shows, those strong characters, musical theater, dancing, singing, acting is what really pulls me in. Wonderful, wonderful list there and just some true legends that you list. I'm so, so jealous of the people you've gotten to see. I would love to know, what is your favorite part about working in the theater? Ha, <laughs> I'm multi-interested and there are so many facets, you know? I, I am a singer, <laughs> I'm a dancer, I love to tap, I love to move, you know? I love to go into different roles. I love the creation of characters. I love this fusion of art. I'm a triple threat, I guess. And yeah, and because I am and because I love to create, 
I I love to sit down and and you know it's the same thing as writing a text of something you know you experience something beautiful and you write down a lyric and then you create a melody and then suddenly this becomes music this magic it's, it's you know it's suddenly have something on uh, created by yourself which is performed in front of audiences and that's so lovely and then being able to do shows and use my acting my singing my writing my performing, my entertaining characters, being on stage and, and smile with the audience, interact is just lovely. But I also love to teach people. You know, I'm a voice specialist, Estel voice trainer, and actually an Estel mentor and course instructor. I give master classes for voice styles, different styles, all different styles, which means that I can explain how you can belt out, how you can be soft in singing, how to, you know, go into the twang, lower your larynx, go into the nose, play all those different characters, understand how the voice is not going to be scratchy, but free and no problems vocally. So. If somebody comes to me and says, because of you, I can do a world tour. Because of you, I can sing 60 songs without getting hoarse. You know, that's also beautiful. Very, so I love this mix and I think it nurtures each other by performing. I remember myself, what I have to be aware of. Then I work with my clients, you know, and that just fuses with each other. and. That's really beautiful. That is so wonderful. I love that. And I love that you have that background and that training to be able to, to cultivate the future of musical theater artists. Well, now we have arrived at my favorite question to ask. Oh. And that, of course, is what is your favorite theater memory? <sighs> well, I remember that most expensive tickets I ever bought were for Barbara Streisand. <laughs> and I know that I went there and I knew that the tickets would not come back to me if it's raining. Uh, money would have gone. And it rained. And I thought it's all done. <laughs> and at 6 p.m. in the evening, suddenly the sky opened up. Blue sky, we went to the theater. It was this huge, huge arena outside the Waldstadion. People were so excited to be in the show that we were going up and down even like 45 minutes before she came on stage. My favorite piano teacher during my musical theater education program was sitting behind me in this huge place. I hadn't, didn't see him for 20 years and he was behind me in the theater. We had the greatest joy and then she came on stage. And she sang all my favorite songs, told all of my favorite stories in some way, you know, and, and can you imagine you were sitting there, the sun was going down and the clouds because of the rain, they colored and the colors she was singing about and, you know, gentle songs. And it was just beautiful. Oh my gosh. That is just what a perfect evening it was amazing that that is just i'm closing my eyes and i can just see everything the beautiful hues in the sky and then you just hear that beautiful velvety voice 
And then when she's done singing, she can just switch it on. Yes. Incredible stories that you could just like pull up a chair and listen to. Yeah. And it's on that Barbara Velvet voice that just, oh. uh, Yeah. It was very, very, and she doesn't perform so often. So I was, thank you for coming to Germany. Thank you for performing here. (laughs) And outside there, it was just beautiful. (laughs) That is amazing. So amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that memory. You're very welcome. And I mean, there are many other concerts I've saw, I've seen. I was invited just like some weeks ago. That's something totally different. A friend of mine couldn't go to a show. And so she gave me the tickets for Madonna. (laughs) And I was amazed about the way how she creates shows. You know, it's one of the most expensive shows ever created, I heard. So the videotaping, the placement, the costumes, the dancing. I mean, it's it's in some way, it's also musical theater in so many ways with deeper messages. So I was quite amazed about that. I saw a dance show. I, I go to festivals and see shows like every day. And for me, the most striking experiences are when you really see the performer more nearby when it's when you're more connected when there's something happening something very personal so shows like Streisand or Shirley MacLaine or Liza Minnelli or but also in 54 Below I saw several shows which I loved and you know them <sighs> yeah I think there's something special coming in with the audience with the interaction when you set a point and the audience laughs and they react on it and then there's this kind of twirling around and yeah or the silence after a song yeah these are moments i love oh i love that thank you so much for sharing those with us (laughs) i want to ask do you have any other projects or productions coming up that we might be able to plug for you i mean the biggest one is australia for the moment i'm going on cruise ships i'll be performing in another town hall in Germany, I'm asked for. I uh, will do some, uh, I, I was asked to do performance in Rome. I'm very much looking forward to it. I was asked to even create some songs for it. So I'm excited about that. So these are the core, the, like the big things, big aspects. And I am very curious what happens when I've done Adelaide, because I always created new possibilities out of that. There is a certain op- option to do a festival in France in summertime. So there are several things coming up there. I'm very excited about that. That sounds amazing. And that is a great lead into my final question, which is if our listeners would like more information about you or your show, Chansons, maybe they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do so? Oh, please. If you hear this podcast, why don't you just write me a little message on Instagram for Stephanie Rummel one, but just the digit one, or you write me a message on Rummel show or chansons.com show on Facebook and I'll answer you if I can and manage the I'm, I'm quite good answering so please write me a little message how you like the postcard podcast write me a little message how you wrote the let's cut this <laughs> write me a little message how you like the podcast or how you like my show 
And you can also go on my website, which is www.chansons.show. And I will spell it for you because chanson or chansons is written with a C-H-A-N-S-O-N-S, chansons. And stephanierumel.com is my website where you can find my email and the other details. And Stephanie is written with an F and an I and an E. And Rumel is written R-U-M-M-E-L. So please get back to me. I'm very curious where you are, from where you listen to me. Let me know which French songs you like the most and what your personal musical theater experience is in cabaret. I love cabaret. So we could talk about that when we have music and stories and songs. And that's, you know, yeah, that's what I love about it. Let's just connect and learn from each other and make the world just a little bit more understanding wonderful well stephanie thank you so much for taking the time tonight as you're Ah. across the world to speak with me yes been amazing your thank you so much incredible i cannot wait for it to come here and make its new york premiere but i'm so excited for you to make your way to australia and beyond and i just appreciate you stopping by to share with this with us Thank you. And, you know, I wouldn't mind to come back to New York City and do performances. I actually did perform in New York already, and I would love to do that again. I I cannot wait to have you back again then. 54 Below is calling you. Yes, and we are going to do a coffee or a nice dinner together when I'm back there. I might come there this summer. So who knows? Done. Done. (laughs) I love it. My guest today has been the wonderful creator and performer, Stephanie Rumel, whose show, Chansons, Piaf, Brel, and Me, is playing in Australia, part of the Adelaide Fringe Festival. It'll be playing at the Town Hall in Adelaide, February 16th through the 25th. And then on the 23rd of February, it'll be at the Lambert Estate in the Barossa Valley, You can get more information and your tickets by visiting chansons.show or stephanierumel.com. You can also head to the Adelaide Fringe Festival's website as well. But I would highly recommend that you check out both of her websites, chansons.show or stephanierumel.com, because she's going to be performing more than just in Australia. And she's got some great information about this show, some great links This is a wonderful and fascinating show. Look, it's a beautiful love letter to France, among other things. It's so wonderful. As a New Yorker, I want the show to come back to New York, and I want to see this. So make sure if you are in Australia, you get your tickets now. If you're not, we're all going to book our tickets to go to Australia. But let's make sure we come out and support this wonderful artist, Stephanie Rimmel, and her amazing show, Chassons, Piaf, Brel, and Me playing February 16th through the 25th out in Australia. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. (laughs) 
If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more. Simply visit stagewhisperpod.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.